Uh, I, I was riding a motorcycle, <laughs> and uh, basically I was merging onto the freeway and uh, got hit by an 18-wheeler while I was uh, merging in. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Jan, and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Hello 20s. We are doing a Friday Friends. Today, I am joined with David Chen, Um, not to mistake him from David, the other David that was on, but... David, do you want to just give a little introduction of yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is David Chun. Uh, I live in Chicago, and uh, I know Jan through uh, through school, George Basin. And then we've been friends since then. I think it was like my freshman year, maybe, or sophomore year that I met you. David actually came up with some like good titles for some of my episodes. Like one of them was what? Goodbye 20s? Yeah, Goodbye 20s. Is that what you're like? Oh, wait, are you going to do like Friday Friends Goodbye 20s? Or well, do I come back on for like a Goodbye 20s special next year? I don't know. Okay, when are you? Do you want to say your age first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm 28. Okay, so David is 28. And um, he like mentioned like, oh, you should do an episode called Goodbye 20s and just like kind of recap like some stuff like that he's learned or like anyone has learned in their 20s while like they're moving on to their 30s. Well, the thing is, you're not turning 30 until what, two more years? Yeah. That's so right. I didn't want to use it yet. But okay. who knows? We'll follow up on it next year. It'll be a parking lot item. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about when you graduated college. So I graduated college. Gosh, when, when did I graduate college? 2018, fall of 2018. And uh, I think that's right. Has it been a year already? <laughs> Time just kind of like is a blur now. <laughs> I remember you graduated like the first sem- the semester before I graduated. Yeah. So you graduated spring of 2019 then? Yes. Okay, cool. And so what did you major in in college? Oh, I majored in uh, health administration and policy with a concentration in informatics. And why did you choose that major? Um, to be honest, the health administration and policy part, um, I was just going to go into business, but someone was like, hey, business is like really broad. You should do health business. I was like, yeah, that's cool. So I chose health business. And then when uh, I transferred to George Mason, they were like, well, you need to choose a concentration. And at that time, I didn't even know what a concentration was. Uh, so... I, I had three options. One was like senior healthcare management. The other was health management. And the last one was informatics. So the top two sounded a little bit redundant with the major itself. So I was like, well, I guess I'll do informatics then. And uh, yeah, that's so I, I, I kind of stumbled into my major. Yeah, I, I, I didn't have like these like aspirations of going to school and studying health administration and concentrating in informatics or anything 
We'll talk about your career a little later on. But I one thing I wanted to talk about was um, one of your experiences in college. I believe it was like junior year that you got into a motorcycle accident, right? Yeah, it did. It's. Do you want to just like tell us what happened? Uh, I, I was riding a motorcycle, <laughs> and uh, basically I was merging onto the freeway and uh, got hit by an eighteen wheeler while I was uh, merging in. So um, ended up kind of going under the thing, and like the back wheels just went over my leg. So I'm lucky to be alive, uh, having this interview right now. Uh, this was a few years ago. Basically. Like broke every like bone, ligament, or muscle. That 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 it, it hurt a lot. It didn't hurt right away though. Um, I think I was in shock. I remember I was trying to stand up for a little bit because I was still like, after getting run over, I kind of like try to get up from like the middle of the. I was still in the middle of the road, and so I tried getting up and I couldn't. And then I looked down and my legs like twisted backwards. So it was a eighteen wheeler. Yeah, like the the ones that you see with the big thing in the back on the highways like the yeah with 18 yeah yeah no i'd I'd highly advise against running over getting run over by one of those but i think what's like more scary is that you weren't really in like i mean getting hit by an 18 wheeler is scary enough in general but like you were on a motorcycle you weren't in like a car or anything like that so you were like out in the open essentially yeah yeah, that didn't help my odds of surviving the the crash. <laughs> I mean, I I came out pretty much okay. I was wearing a lot of motorcycle gear that helped keep me together, if you will. Although just barely, but it did. And so, uh, yeah, for anybody who rides motorcycles, you know, remember to wear your gear. And so, what was the process like recovering from that, like uh... mentally and all that? Do you have any like life realizations? <laughs> I mean, I got to spend a lot of time in, like, with my by myself, which was kind of nice. I'm more of an introverted type of person. Yeah, physically, I mean, I guess the most obvious part is the physical recovery, um, and just kind of the hardships that I had to go through. Like, um, they couldn't operate on my leg immediately. My leg was the most impacted part, just because that's where, like, where the wheels went over it, and. Um, so they had to operate on my leg and pretty much piece the whole thing, piece and screw the whole thing back together. But they couldn't operate it on it because it was too swollen. So uh, I had to wait a month. And then like a month after that, so for about two months, I was wheelchair bound. And I, so I couldn't go up to my own room because it was upstairs uh, when I got home. So I basically lived in the living room and uh, using the, the bathroom or like, you know, just getting up from the sofa was a whole ordeal just uh like getting onto the wheelchair and then like rolling over to the bathroom and then like transferring from the wheelchair to the toilet it was it would take like 30 minutes 45 minutes so i had to be very deliberate because <laughs> i couldn't just like wait till i wanted to go i was like okay i ate something a couple of hours ago <laughs> <laughs> i should i should start timing these things but then emotionally as well uh, i don't know i think i've had a good support system throughout um and I've always been kind of somebody who's okay just being alone too but I know that when I did need people I had people to call and provide that kind of support so I'm very lucky in that regard it's amazing I remember I 
I don't know how I got the news. I might have seen like a picture somewhere and I was like, what happened? Because like you were in a wheelchair and everything. And then it's amazing how much you've come since then, you know? Yeah, yeah. Before this whole thing, um, it's been almost three years now. Um, Yeah, I started running. I was going to run my first race this month, or I guess uh, end of March, but a pandemic happened. So I had to put my plans on hold. But yeah, so... But I'm, I'm at a state where I feel comfortable enough running when I thought that I would never run again. Going back to like the whole global pandemic that's going on right now, you're back at home with your parents, but um, you live in Chicago. You just moved to Chicago. How is it? It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I like Chicago. Um, Compared I, I, Chicago to like D.C. and um, Kansas City, which is the first city you moved to after graduation. How would you like describe each of these on like your opinion? Well, I'm a little bit biased towards the DC metro area just because okay, no, we'll, 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 get it, but, we'll get rid of that. We'll get rid of that. Yeah, but between Kansas City and Chicago, I'll just put it like this. When I moved to Kansas City and I lived in Kansas City, I always knew that I would eventually move out of Kansas City. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's an awful place to live. I just don't think it like really clicked with like me long term. But it was definitely, a, it's got its own personalities. And it's, you know, got great sports. It's got everything you'd want. It's just... I don't know. I, I never really like integrated with Kansas City culture as much. But when I moved to Chicago, I, I mean, immediately, like I can tell the difference that this is some place I could see myself being in for a long time. After graduation, or let's talk about like post-grad or when you're about to graduate, let's say, let's backtrack it to there. Um, how was the process of applying for jobs? like for you? I applied everywhere. My process was essentially, I wasn't very picky with the jobs I applied to. I think that's helped me a lot just from getting my applications out and whatnot. However, I think I did get some good advice while I was still in school about, I don't know, successful in my job search and also like industry skills that I would need or or industry knowledge that I would need to do well in interviews that you know, I would, I would get from applying to these different places. So as far as process, yeah, I applied, (laughs) I had some interviews and some of them went better than others. I think as I got, I started applying almost one year before I graduated. Mm -hmm. Over the course of that year, I think I've gotten more and more comfortable being in that interview situation. Definitely that repetition and that practice, it's just like with anything else just have to be comfortable being in those interviews and being asked these kinds of questions and having the right answers or having thought out the questions to be able to give good answers. What was your first job like out of college when you moved to Kansas City? Well, I was a uh, consultant, more specifically a software implementation consultant for a uh, health software company. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, we they call them electronic medical records. Uh, so it's essentially software that stores your medical records on computers and manages all that data. The job itself was kind of right around my area of interest because although I kind of stumbled upon the health administration informatics track, I ended up liking it 
which very fortunate for that. <laughs> but I ended up liking it. Um, so it put me closer to data and more specifically healthcare data and kind of got me closer to the origin of healthcare data and how it's collected and how that kind of flows upstream or downstream to, you know, the advanced analytics that you hear about on the news and stuff and all the cool stuff that they can do. So, but it all starts at the health system level. So this got me really familiar with um, working with physicians, working with um, billing offices that just kind of serves as the origin point for a lot of the data collection. The job itself was a lot of traveling. Yeah, I don't know. It was a lot of new experiences. So it, it was good. I think it was a good first job to have, especially out of college. As a consultant, you know, different people in different industries as a consultant do different things, but most consultants, they travel and they travel quite often. What was your... What did you learn from like those experiences traveling on the job? Some consultants got sick of traveling after traveling a bunch. Maybe it's because mm -hmm. I didn't have to travel as much, but I still traveled pretty frequently. It never really got old to me. I still got pretty excited to like get on an airplane and um, like look out the window and you know, take bunch of pictures that no one really cares about but it is it, it I, I did realize that there are downsides to traveling all the time like um like having stable relationships for one is very very difficult when you're a consultant just because even if you it's it's always a long distance relationship pretty much because you're always at a client site four days out of the week and yeah. so um i think that was one of the things that i hadn't considered while traveling a lot. Also, I don't know, I think traveling for work, I realized traveling for work isn't exactly the same as traveling for leisure anywhere. I've traveled to some cool cities, like Chicago was one of them, actually. I had a client out in Chicago, and uh, but I never really got to experience Chicago um, just because I was always busy with work. So it'd be like straight to the client site and then straight back to my hotel. And usually after a long day of work, I didn't really want to do anything except you know, grab a burger and watch TV. So yeah. And you, you know, you said that how there is a burden when it comes to traveling so much for work is that the relationships you have, it kind of puts it on a back burner. Yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, uh, consulting, I don't know, I, I think I put it in a bad light just now. But it's definitely something that's fun. And um, if you're able to objectively weigh like that kind of lifestyle, and determined that it's good for you, I would highly recommend it. Um, yeah. It's just not all sunshines and rainbows like people think. But I I mean, if someone asked me would I do it again, I, I definitely would. So aren't you are you still consulting right now or are you uh, uh, no, uh, I'm an, I'm an analyst now for, um, for another company. What you mentioned is true about like a lot of jobs, like some jobs do seem a little glamorous and fun, but there's also aspects to that job that everybody just like does not like doing like the dry parts of those jobs, you know? Yeah. It's a job at the end of the day, but it's what you make of it. And yeah, so moving on from careers and everything, um, what's your, well, I actually, before we move on, I actually wanted to ask you, what is your like, goal career-wise long-term? Uh, help people. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very general and broad, but I wanted to keep it that way because for me, for me, like I thought, you know, I kind of stumbled onto my major. Uh, I stumbled on my career path now. And the only reason why I got this far, I think, was because I kept an open mind about things and was just always willing to learn and um, 
try new opportunities when 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 they arose. So um, I do have my ultimate mission of wanting to help people by uh, improving how healthcare is delivered and how healthcare is managed because there's a lot of ways we can improve upon that. However, like the way we go about doing that is uh, I've been pretty open to what's put before me or what I find interesting. So I don't know if that's like the most ambitious or anything. It's just kind of uh, ambiguous in a way, but I, 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 I like the ambiguity. It gives me freedom. What has been some of the biggest lessons you've learned in your early 20s that you would want to give like to people like me um, and now living in your like what, late 20s? Yeah, late 20s. <laughs> Oof. The number one thing, especially for people who are graduating college, so I don't know, early 20s for most, mid-20s for me, because I started school late. I think people are just really used to being told, you need to take XYZ classes to graduate, or you need to do well on these tests and do these homework assignments and these projects, and then you'll do well. Like once you graduate out of college and kind of get into professional life, that kind of doesn't exist anymore. No, you don't, there's no like rubric, if you will, to define like your own, uh, to define success. So I think, and what I should have done earlier in my life is to kind of create objective goals for myself um, and kind of create a plan or at least think about the direction I want my life to go um, a lot earlier and give myself kind of a purpose for a lot of the things I did. Because I think I kind of went back and forth with a lot of uh, my studies and just in life in general. And um, it's not that I regret any of those detours, but definitely if I you know, could give anybody advice, it's like kind of just sit, sit yourself down and ask that question. It's like, what do I do? What is important to me? And uh, just work towards that. Our goals and our vision for our future self will change as the days go by, as the weeks go by, and as the years go by. But as of now, what is your goal? And just get kind of a clear idea of that and work towards that and then make your detours as you grow. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I know I take those detours. So that's why going back to the previous question of like, what's your great aspiration career-wise and it's just to help people you know it's it doesn't have to be this like really specific granular like oh by 40 I want to be you know partner at this law firm or xyz doing this like just just you know just having a general direction to to kind of walk towards and to be able to uh kind of I don't know do pulse checks if you will uh on where you're at, if this is still the direction you want to go and just kind of putting your life on track. Cause one thing that was really, um, that kind of struck me after graduating school was there was no one telling me what to do anymore. Like it wasn't, I mean, I still have bosses and stuff at work, but as far as like where I want to take my life, there's no one telling me what to do anymore. I kind of have to own that portion of my life and the direction of my life. Is there anything else you would like to share about your early 20s? Yeah, uh, stop trying to impress people. I think that's uh, yeah. I, I've learned, but I feel like everyone says it. So, but I think, I don't know, people flex too much these days. Or I <laughs> flex like period. Yeah. All right. So do you want to, do you want to plug in your social media or do you not care? <laughs> I mean, now that you said it, I guess I will. 
um, <laughs> David J A Y C H U N. Uh, oh yeah, that's Instagram. And I don't, I don't really use anything else. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, David, for joining us and sharing some advice that you have for us. Really appreciate your time. Wow. Well, thank you for taking the time to finally uh, have me on your show. What do you I've mean finally? For so long. Um, when, you, when you hit me up to be on the show, I was like, wow, she must have run out of like interesting people. <laughs> That's <laughs> right in the bottom of the barrel now. <laughs> 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 We're ending it here. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there, and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.